talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And that was Patient by Apollo LTD. And I'm very pleased to say we've got Jordan Phillips with us. Hey, Jordan, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, well, very well. Thank you so much for sparing time from your busy schedule uh, to fit in an interview for the Artist Interview. We would love to catch up and hear lots about what God's been doing with you. Do you want to just very quickly, though, tell us a little bit about that track, Patient. Where, where did it come from? What's, what's, what's the heart of it? Um, well, Patient was a song that we actually wrote. Uh, we wrote most of our new album in 2020. Uh, we came off the road and, um, you know, had a big change of plans for the year. And we we're very thankful that we had um, the privilege to be able to work on another record. Um, but actually, Patient, believe it or not, even though it's one of the songs that has resonated with people this year the most, um, we wrote in 2019, the beginning of 2019. It's kind of it's like the oldest song on the oh. album. Yeah. God's hilarious. So we actually wrote that song in a completely different season of life. And uh, one thing led to another and it ended up making it on this album. And um, yeah, so it was, it's definitely a song for uh, Adam and I, that's very meaningful. And um, it, we wrote it in a season of our lives where we had no idea what God was up to, what God was doing, where we were going. We were just putting one foot in front of the other. And uh, you know, it's, it's funny how like that was the circumstance in which we wrote it. And then almost two years later, it gets released out into the world during a, a pandemic and it takes on this whole new meaning to people, which just uh, blows our mind. I mean, God is just so much bigger than any of our wildest imaginations, you know? It's as if he knew it was all coming, isn't it? Yeah, it was like we just <laughs> had to be patient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it all came together really yeah. nicely. Yes, it did. So now for those, those listeners who aren't necessarily so familiar with Apollo LTD, do you want to tell us a little bit about the band, where you're from, what you're about, what your sort of ministry or mission is? Um, so uh, Apollo LTD uh, is Adam and I. Um, we write and produce and um we spend a lot of time on these records. We kind of do a little bit of everything. Uh, we started this band about five years ago. We're from Nashville, Tennessee. And um, I originally grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, but I've been here in Nashville, Tennessee for a long time. And uh, yeah, God has definitely, you know, uh, the short answer to your question is we are privileged and honored to be on, um, on Christian radio and hang out with fellow believers every day. Uh, that has been a long journey for us and one that is um, definitely um, has God's hand all over it. And for us, getting to hang out with awesome people like you, it, believers and non-believers, um, we write and create art for everybody. And we write about um, what we see because of the light. And that is, we try to be as all-encompassing in our music and on our albums as we possibly can, but all of it points back to the hope that we have in Jesus for sure. It's really, un really, honestly, you're right. Your music, you can totally enjoy that without ever knowing anything about Jesus at all. It's, it's just great to listen to. It's really enjoyable sort of stuff. How would you describe your style of music? That's a great question. We don't even know anymore. It, everything's pop, right? <laughs> Everything in one way or another is pop. But I think that we have a lot of roots in alternative music. Um, we love, I mean, there's a lot of British influences for us. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, we grew up every decade. We can point back to bands from the UK that we have been influenced by. Um, but I would say it's alt pop. I mean, if that was a big 
very generic genre. Um, it's probably what we are, but yes. we're influenced by a lot of stuff. So I spent time today listening to your new album. So, and I was thinking, I don't really know who I would compare you to. If I was trying to say, oh, you're like so-and-so, I actually couldn't really do it. So the new album, though, is called Nothing is Ordinary, Everything is Beautiful. When did that come out? That came out uh, last week, actually, last Friday. Yeah, fresh so, off nice. the press. So yes. I've got to say, I was... I would find it hard to pick uh, a favorite track of the album. Now I haven't as had as long living with it. So, um, but I would recommend that our listeners get along to maybe their favorite platform and check out the album uh, and maybe even buy a digital copy of it. Cause it's a brilliant piece of, of uh, music and uh, artistry really. I really enjoyed listening a lot, but you've got numbers of people collaborating with you as well on there yeah. who are probably fairly familiar to our listeners. Um, you've got, Social Club Misfits um, on the track Good Day, which we're going to hear in just a moment. And also Ron Stevenson, who, who we had on the show not very long ago. And that guy's got an amazing testimony of the way he got into the music business. So, um, so great guy. It's wild. It's really wild. It, it, yep, yeah. He's a great dude. We're honored to have all of them on the album. They're all so talented. And how do you get to know these guys? You know, um, Nashville is a small town. I mean, the Misfits guys... Um, they don't actually live in Nashville. Uh, they live down in Florida, but we have a lot of mutual friends. And, um, you know, when you're out playing shows and, you know, we met Ryan out on the road and kind of kept up with each other, social media and, and, you know, we'd see each other around town a little bit. And so this was kind of one of those rare opportunities where we kind of hit him and said, Hey man, we got this song and you came to mind and we were wondering if uh, you had any interest in, in collaborating on it. he, immediately responded yes would love to love this so we were really grateful honestly that he wanted to wanted to do it but it worked it works really well so uh, I, and i love it when there's diff- different artists from different labels working together on different stuff uh, and producing mm-hmm. just yeah. some just some great collaborations so um last time you were on the show we um we had the world exclusive of uh, a track called Now, didn't we? Yes. So, um, and that's that's also on the album. Love and uh, I don't know if people remember now, but it's uh, it was a special moment uh, playing that. I thought, yeah. what a, what a great track. So, what's your process? How do you start thinking about making uh, a track? Is, it, do you do you have a, a topic, or does it just come to you? What, what's the plan? I I would say, I, well, I, I'll say that ninety percent of the time. It starts, I'm sitting here right now in my studio, um, sitting behind my computer and the keyboards. I've got guitars all around me. It normally starts with the music. Um, Adam and I both operate very much uh, in the sonic realm first. And so we will build out sounds and little chord progressions or beats or loops or something that kind of sparks our imagination. And then from there, we typically start tossing around melodies that we think are really great. That could go. And then at some point we start talking about conceptual ideas. And now we've got this like sonic thing that's cooking. We've got a little melodic ideas that are floating around. And then we start talking about concept. And from the concept, conceptual conceptual phase is where we start writing lyrics. And sometimes that can happen over the course of an hour and a half. And sometimes it can take a month and a half. I mean, it just doesn't, it, it's never the same every single time with no, the, no Limit in particular, No Limit was a song that um, we wrote super quickly. Like It was just one of those songs where I, I had this 
this um, riff, and you'll hear it in the song. Um, it almost sounds like a sitar or something. If I could dream in colors unseen, hold the key to every mystery, and trace the sky fading into the sea, it still wouldn't compare to the way you love me. I don't even remember how we made it, but we had this like riff happening and it just, the song just felt so epic and vast and big. And it was like, we knew immediately, like this is, this has got to be a song about just the vastness of God's love for us. And it's kind of one of those big, like spaceships of a song. I, I don't know how to explain it other than that. It's just, we wanted it to feel huge. And we knew that if we were going to write lyrics to it, that the lyrics needed to match that. Well, so a sterling job on on achieving what you set out to do then and as <laughs> your music actually one of the things i noticed is lots of sort of little flourishes of extra sounds that just seem to be dropped in in places like oh that's it's interesting I, it just keeps you yeah keeps you focused and go oh that's cool because it's things that i don't necessarily expect but they work really well so uh, i think that shows some of your musical awesome. gifting coming through for sure um could you tell us a little bit about your walk with jesus how did you then first become a christian so I, so I have, um, I grew up in a Christian family. My parents were in full-time ministry my whole life. Uh, my dad started a inner city ministry for women um, a few years before I was born. Um, and so I was kind of born into uh, a ministerial family. And um, so Jesus came into the picture for me uh, at a fairly early age. And then, uh, like most people who, you know, have a religious experience as a child, it usually takes um, a little bit of time before you really are able to wrap your mind around the magnitude of, of, of what the gospel means to us as human beings. And, um, you know, and so for me, it was like my middle school, like I was about 14 years old um, and I really actually felt like God had uh, um really reached into my life and made himself very evident to me in a, in a, a very experiential way. Um, and so it was then actually, I had just discovered music. And as a 14 year old, I'll never forget this. I like, I was convinced that God wanted me to devote my life to the ministry and to do it through the art of music. Um, and so that is what began the journey of not just my faith walk, but also it very much going hand in hand with the art and music. So, well, thank you for sharing. That's a really, yeah, absolutely. Great way of the two things coming together, your gifting uh, and also your calling on it. Um, so the next track we're going to play from you is called good day. Um, do you want to tell us about that? It's obviously got the social club misfits on it as well. Uh, yeah. What's the track about? How does it, how does it come together? You know what? So this album we, like I said, we wrote it in 2020, right? So it's, it's impossible for um, everything going on in the world to not affect what we're writing about, right? I mean, we're just, we're absorbing everything on a day-to-day basis and here we are writing an album. So there's songs of, um, there's songs of uh, lament, you know, there's songs of um, a deep uh, desire to understand what's going on in the world and, and all the 
trying to understand the chaos. There's songs about overcoming. And all at the same time, while all of that's going on, there are songs that are just joyful. There are songs that are, because even in the midst of all this chaos and all this craziness that's going on in the world, I got to wake up every day and go for a walk at seven in the morning with my little girl that I thought I wasn't going to be able to see a lot of this year. And uh, because we weren't out on the road, I was at home and got to watch her take her first steps, you know? And so I, I, there's a lot of really wonderful things that happened this year. And it just, um, this song is, is, is just a reflection of waking up in the morning and being like, there's a lot of things that I can't control in the world. There's a lot of chaos and a lot of tragedy happening, but you know what? God is still sovereign over all of it. God is still on the throne. And today is going to be a good day. Today is going to be a good day. And that is the big overarching thematic narrative of the whole album. You know, um, nothing is ordinary and everything is beautiful. It's all a matter of perspective. And so good day is that song for us. That was just like, you know what? Let's just have fun. This is uh, this is like, you know, waking up in the morning, make a pot of coffee, looking out at the sun and just being like, you know what, God, let's do it. Yeah. Today I woke up thinking it was Monday, but it was really Sunday. So I'm asleep in until the blinds bring the sun. And that was Good Day by Apollo LTD. And I'm pleased to say that Jordan Phillips from Apollo LTD is with us still here on Hope FM. Uh, Jordan, thanks so much for that track. Uh, it would be lovely, though. You shared you shared about the fact there's always things to be thankful. And you shared about actually every day is a good day. God's sovereign in all these things, even if things are chaotic and difficult, uh, we can still trust God in it. If you'd be happy to pray right now for the listeners, sure. that'd be much appreciated. Dear Lord, thank you for our friends. Thank you for this time that we can uh, share with each other, just our hearts and what you're doing in our lives to just reaffirm who you are in the world and in the universe and in each and every one of our souls and spirits, Lord. We're grateful for your grace and we're just so thankful for your mercy and how you have um, just so graciously poured out your love over us, God. And we just ask that during this time of uh, uncertainty and what feels like chaos, that you would just continue to make yourself known to us, Lord, and that we would just be um, receptive of your goodness and your sovereignty, God. You're still on the throne, and um, we have so much to put our hope in, and there is no better place for us to put our faith than in you. And um, we're very grateful, God. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And if you're listening at home and you don't normally go to church and you're thinking you'd like to find out more about this wonderful God, uh, do pop along to www.findachurch.co.uk. There are many churches near you that would love to welcome you and help you to start a relationship with God. Jordan, you shared uh, earlier on about uh, the fact that you got to see your daughter's first steps. What's your daughter's name? How old is she? So my daughter's name is Wynn, uh, W-Y-N-N-E. Uh, we call her Winnie. Um, she's two, she's going to be two years old the end of March. So yeah, it's wow. crazy. So can you tell us a bit about how being a, an earthly father has 
helped you understand more about God? Oh, man, how much time do we have? How long can I go for? I mean, I, it's like there is a whole there is a whole compartment of my spirit that was completely unlocked the second I held my daughter in my hands. And I think that a lot of parents know exactly what I'm talking about. There is, there is, um, it has just completely in some ways, um, reinvigorated and, um, given me a whole new, just passion for understanding how God loves me and God loves, uh, all of us. I think that, um, I mean, it's like, I, when I look at my daughter, I think to myself, there's this deep intrinsic feeling of she can, she doesn't have to do one single thing to earn my affection. I, I could sneak into her room while she's taking a nap and just stare at her. That's how, I mean, it's like, that's how much I love her. I just, I get joy out of just merely getting the opportunity to be in the room and just watch her play with toys. And that kind of presence of mind for me has just illuminated how much God has to love all of us and loves his own creation and loves his children. Um, It's because I know that if I experience this kind of affection for my child, holy cow, is, does God's affection for us just, you know, is it, it's tenfold. Yeah. I I remember, I remember when my kids were little, exactly the sort of thing you're talking about with me suddenly learning a whole new depth of love that I'd never experienced before. And just thinking uh, how amazing uh, God's love for me must be. And, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's refreshing just just listening to you and seeing you right now. I can just see the joy in your eyes and smile yeah. uh, in the way that you love your daughter. And uh, for some people, though, they won't have had a father that loved them in that way. Uh, and I just want to say to people mm-hmm. right now that uh, God's love never fails and his love goes on and on. And he's always reaching out to us so that we might know even more of his love. So um, if you've if you feel like you've been rejected, if you feel like uh, you actually aren't worthy of being loved, uh, just do listen to the words that Jordan spoke a moment ago about how that love actually doesn't need you to do anything. It's already there. Uh, you've been created by a God who thinks you're marvellous. So, um, okay, Jordan, thanks so much. That was that was great. Um, uh, and I suppose congratulations to you and uh, your wife, I, I guess almost two years too late, but, um, but it sounds like a wonderful thing. Bless you. <laughs> no, it's all good. Thank you. So, um, okay, uh, we're going to have another track from you in a moment, but before we do, mm-hmm. it'd be useful to find out a bit about what this year might hold for you. Now in the UK, we're in a total lockdown. I actually, if I wanted to come and visit you as a friend, I could not go to the airport and get on a plane. I just wouldn't be allowed. So we are, we are wow. in home lockdown, not going to work if we can possibly avoid it, etc. When I say avoid work, I don't mean avoid work, but I mean, you have to work from home, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, okay. So um, this year, though, you, you yeah. just launched your album. I, I can imagine it's quite a euphoric moment when that happens, but also it's a time when there's plenty of stuff going on as well. So you're, yeah. a, cha- you're a change of tack, as it were, to have to do the next bit. So what is it you're doing right now? So we are, um, we're actually just wrapping up. We got the opportunity to work with our friend Darren from a band called We Are Messengers. Uh, we're working on some of their new album um, as producers and we've written some songs with them. So 
Uh, we've been working on that some, uh, which is really exciting and fun. We've got some other projects that we're getting to produce. Um, and we're actually going to go out on the road here in March. Wow. Um, yeah, the U.S. is 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 cautiously open, opening things back up a little bit. And we are all cautiously um, stepping out and seeing um, – you know, seeing how it goes, you know, right now, Toby Max tour hits deep is, is out doing some shows and they're doing, you know, obviously not full capacity. They're doing like, I think quarter or half capacity. So we're going out on a tour called winter jam in March. Um, and we're going to do that. And, uh, honestly, at this point, we're just praying that, you know, um, numbers stay low and things can stay open and we can sort of keep things trending in that direction. Um, towards opening back up. I know it's been hard for you guys uh, being locked down and, and um, you know, it's, uh, it's hard for everybody, you know, but we're grateful that um, hopefully, uh, like I said, we're, we're kind of trending in the right direction. And, and when we go out, this will be the first, these will be the first shows that we have played in. I mean, since last March when we were on tour, when it got canceled because of COVID-19. Wow. So uh, anyway, but we've got more shows, um, you know, as long as things go well. I mean, that's the crazy thing. As long as things keep going well and trending in the right direction, um, it looks like, uh, especially in the fall, we're hoping to uh, do some, do a couple tours and, and we'll be out on the road doing that. But other than that, it's just creating and writing and hanging out with our families and trying to stay busy. Well, that's, actually doesn't sound like a bad year at all. Is that quite a lot to look forward to, really? It really, you know, in some ways, man, it's been a really, it's, I, I, I almost feel, uh, you know, I mean this, um, obviously being sensitive to a lot of people have had awful years, you know what I mean? And so for me to say, it's been a great year. No, it's been a really hard year. It's been a challenging year you know, wrestling with the anxiety, wrestling with the uncertainty, worrying about family that had COVID. We've had some really close family that had it. Um, Adam and his family had it, his, his parents that are in there in their seventies, they had it. So there's been a lot of, you know, I mean, look, we're, we're all, uh, never in our lives have we all endured this collective suffering like we have in this past year. And even in the midst of that suffering, there has been times and periods of and moments of just pure joy, which is crazy, right? That joy, putting our hope in something means that in, it's not because we're not hopeful and we're not joyful because of the absence of bad things in the world. We're, ha we're hopeful and joyful because we're able to overcome those in the midst of those bad things. There's still hope and there's still joy. God is still good. So I... I think that for us, it's like, we've really just been trying to fixate on um, the things that we can do that are meaningful and letting go of the things that we have no control over, you know? And I, I know it sounds easier said than done, but this year uh, has really put that to the test for us, you know, and we've just had to really lean into God's um, providence and, and wisdom and yeah. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. I would like to ask you, Jordan, that if, if you and Adam were biblical characters, which biblical characters do you think you'd be? Oh, my goodness. I don't, that's, a, that's a great question. And I don't even know if 
if I can answer that for you. I mean, because I think it just depends on the day, doesn't it? I mean, it's like the second, the second you, you feel like you have, uh, like we have good days and bad days, man. I have my days where I'm, I'm just, I'm a doubting Thomas. You know what I mean? I just, I, I have, we have them all. And I think that it's important for us to all really be willing to admit that. You know, we, when, when Darren was over here and we were working on his album, we had a lot of these conversations where he's got some songs on this new record. And I'm going to go ahead and plug the new, we are messengers album. It's really great. Um, and it's not because we, we got to help him on some of it, but it's just, he's a great dude. I, I don't know if you, do you guys, you guys playing some I, I weird messages? Playing love, uh, just on the, just on the last Troy show. Yeah. Okay. We, we love, we are messengers. Great guys. Okay, good. Okay. Um, I think that, um, we were having the conversation cause he's got some really personal songs on this album, you know, and just as we really wanted to on ours as well, you know, and Darren was saying, it's like, look, man, like people just assume that because we're on a stage or we're, um, you know, on the radio speaking to people or we're doing, you know, you're in some church speaking to a congregation or whatever it is that, w- that, that, that we somehow have this like evolve, like, highly evolved faith. And it's like, we go through the same struggles as everyone does. We have our moments of weakness, of worthlessness, um, our moments of insecurity, our moments of feeling like, frankly, where is our faith? Where is it today? Because I feel like every, I'm, it's, these are important things for us to talk about as believers, as the body of Christ, us being willing to go, yeah, we have those mornings where we wake up and the sun's out and it's, it's 74 degrees. Well, I don't know what that is to you guys. What's 74 degrees Fahrenheit. That's like, what's like good temperature in Celsius. Cause you guys are Celsius, right? Yeah. Celsius. We, we're going to say 27. I've no idea what yours is, but we'll say 27. That's nice beach weather. That's great. That's perfect. Okay. It's 27 degrees. The sun's out, but then the next day, man, it's like, it's freezing cold. It's foggy. You've had a lot of things going wrong and we all have those days where we're like, I am spiritually depleted. God, where are you right now? What is happening in the world? What's happening in my life? And it's how quickly things can turn on a dime. And that's important for us to understand that like, that is the faith journey. That is life. That, that like when we come to the realization, the acceptance of the gift of the gospel, that is Jesus dying on the cross. And, and, and living through that faith and, and allowing um, God to manifest himself on earth, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden all of our problems go away and magically we're not insecure and magically we're not prideful. And I think that's a misconception that a lot of non-believers have about the church. It's like, even though we have this deep understanding and belief and faith in the God who loves us, the God of the universe that loves us, there we are still wrestling with our flesh and who we are, which is sometimes we doubt. And sometimes we have hurt and we have baggage that creeps up into our lives and creeps in and breathes. It can breathe toxic air into our relationships. And we have to somehow go back and we have to fix and mend those relationships. And uh, I think that um, it's important that we're willing to talk about not just the good stuff, but we're willing to talk about the hard stuff. I really appreciate your honesty, openness, and integrity. I was sharing that because you're right. There is a thing where 
I think sometimes artists feel a pressure as well from the media and other people to put on a veneer and to make it seem like everything's glossy because that's the easier option in some respects. But to actually just say some days of pants yeah. is actually probably more 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 true yeah. isn't it so we, we 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 everyone everyone has days where they go where is god in the middle of yeah, all this craziness it is. so um and and it impacts us in different ways yeah is there maybe a story you've got of something that god did that surprised you maybe a change of scenario or situation or answered prayer yeah absolutely i look at what what god has done in my journey um my you know whether it's you can call it my musical career or just my journey in life that has led me to just being here talking to you right now. When I came to Jesus, a really like a full understanding of who Jesus of the gospels were and wanted to live from that as a middle school. And then I was a part of uh, a church congregation that was um, pretty, pretty hard, pretty tough and kind of turned me off, frankly, to a lot of, Christian culture. And the funny thing was, is that for some reason, it didn't, it didn't translate into a faith crisis for me. I never had this moment where I felt like I had to abandon who I believe Jesus and God to be, but I had been hurt and I had been wounded by the church. And that set me on a trajectory where I loved the Lord and I still had deep faith but I had this desire to go out into the world and play music for people in bars and clubs and go be a light there. And a lot of it was because frankly, I didn't have an interest in being with the church. Weird. And I think a lot of it was because of this pain and these wounds that I was holding on to. And I really, and, and for some reason, when we hold on to wounds like that, we hold on to transgressions. It's like it kind of gives us a strange feeling of satisfaction. And we almost begin to identify who we are as people in like this sense of like knowing what we're not, right? Instead of who we are, we know what we're not. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm, you know, and so I spent most of my 20s playing music in rock and roll bands, playing in bars and clubs and fraternity parties and college parties. And it's like, I, and it wasn't because we wanted to live this crazy lifestyle or that we were wanting to indulge in, you know, substances or whatever. Um, frankly, all of us in the band were believers, but we felt like God had just set us on this trajectory that we were going to go to this place and we were going to be a light here. And over time, God has begun to really do deep work in my own life. Um, and, really been a source of healing for me. Um, and it's funny because over the past 10 years has been this like wild transition to God, like thrusting me right into um, the body of Christ and getting to work with churches and work with congregations. And, um, you know, obviously being on Christian radio is a huge privilege for, for me, but it was, it is a dramatic departure um, from where had you talked to me even five years ago, it's a dramatic departure from where I thought God would have taken me and my music and, and being in a band. And through that process, it's been incredibly healing because now I find so much deep satisfaction and 
It's in sustenance. Being able to get on the phone and talk with people halfway around the world about Jesus. And it be something that you and I share together as brothers um, and, and having that common bond that we can just openly speak about. Now, that being said, it doesn't mean that I don't have a heart for the non-believers and, and folks that, that, that don't know Jesus, and, and, but like our music, I absolutely do. And that's why our art is, like you said earlier, like there, we have songs that, that like you could be not a Christian and listen to and kind of go, yeah, like there's, there, you know, it's hopeful, it feels good, but it's not necessarily like hitting them with, with, with the New Testament. You know, we're not like quoting scripture in our songs. And that's because of where we come from. That's, come, that's like where I come from. You know, I didn't, I, I, I grew up, I've been a believer for a long time, but I didn't necessarily grow up like submerged in Christian culture, but I had a family that, of, of really strong um, believers around me my, all, my whole life. So that's a very long answer to your question, Gordon. I, I think that like, for me, um, just having the privilege and opportunity to speak with you um, is just an, such is it always a reminder for um, God of God's sovereignty and how our plans are um, you know we can have all the plans in the world we can have all the big ideas where we're going what we're doing and who we think we are and the truth is is that when we finally sub- really just submit our lives to God's will and the Holy Spirit in us. God's like, yes, thank you. Now I'm going to blow your mind. <laughs> and blowing your mind doesn't necessarily mean like he's going to make you wild and rich. It means that God's going to now use you in the orchestra that is his creation. He's like, good, Jordan, you just got out of the way. Now I can use you. Now I'm going to steer you in this direction of where I want you to be. And um, that's been made very clear to me as a, as a personal believer. Um, I have no doubt that God's at work, you know, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. Well, I, and I've got to say I'm thankful as well for the way that God has steered my life. As I look back uh, over all the different things that I've done and things that I've tried to do, which actually turned out to be duff ideas, you know, it's been great seeing God's hand in the bigger picture uh, taking things forwards. Um, and he does have plans for all of us. Uh, and it's sometimes as we look back, we go, ah, oh, yeah, that's why this didn't work out or that's the way that God was moving things forward because he had a, had a bigger plan, a better plan. So we've got one more track uh, to play from you, Jordan. This track's called Soldier On and I believe very kindly you've given this to us as a worldwide exclusive first play. Do you want to tell us a bit about the track Soldier On? Yeah, so I mean, in the process of, of writing this stuff, like I said, we have songs of, of pain, we have songs of joy, we have songs of hope and we have songs about perseverance. And this song, you know, as the title would hint, you know, it's a song about persevering and uh, being aware of what we're up against sometimes. I know, I know that, uh, you know, I know that struggle and pain and trial and tribulation is not going to be something that I'm going to be able to avoid, right? We're not going to be able to avoid those things, unfortunately. But we have the hope of Jesus in our hearts, in our lives, and we have the love of God to uh, keep growing in us. That gives us the power and the freedom to persevere over um, suffering and through struggle and through trial. So 
yeah, this song is definitely about perseverance. Giants in my way, and I stand so tall, but you make me brave, and I watch them fall. Get more interviews now. Visit hopefm.com forward slash the artist interview.